From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth, joined by the market icon that is... Uncle Fon Hillary Jones. And KG... Yes, sir. You and Ready to Love. <laughs> still watching the reruns. It's, yeah, they're still running. It's, um, it's wild. And a new season is about to air on uh, April 2nd. You know you brought a peaceful energy. A really cool vibe to that show, man. Wow, thank you, yeah, thank you. you. Did. And that's what that's what <laughs> that's what I've been told. My genuineness, the peaceful vibe. You know, that's me great. being honest, vulnerable, keeping it real. Which so, leads us into our guest. It, yeah, um, our guest is an um, is an author. She is just absolutely incredible. A black licensed therapist and influencer. Uh, she has been featured in the New York Times. Cosmo, Essence, uh, Pop Sugar, and um, she. Have you already appeared on Good Morning America, or you're you're going to appear on Good Morning America? I am going to appear on Good Morning America. Let's throw some other big shows out there. Let's just manifest. Yeah, let's manifest it all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. All of the big shows, the, the, the Tamron Halls and the and the, and the Doctor Today Phils and, and the, the, yeah, all today's them. all yes, of them, all, yes. all of them, all of them. Yeah, Ooh. let's bring Donahue back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bring Phil Donahue. Wow, wow. And get ready for your interview <laughs> with Oprah. Okay. Yes, yes. Please welcome Nedra Glover Tawab to the Public Affairs Podcast. How are you? Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for the warm invite. Indeed. Uh, so just tell us a little bit mm-hmm. of, about yourself. How you, uh, where you from, you know, where you went to school, how you got started, how you ended up here and the inspiration for writing your book, all of that. Yes, so I am originally from Detroit, born and raised. I went to college in Detroit. Detroit. Um, And about 11 years ago, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. The last 14 years um, post-college, I've been a licensed therapist, and I have a private practice. And much of my work is helping people navigate unhealthy relationships. whether that's marriage, relationships with work, friendships, family, just all of the things that are relationships and really helping them build the tools to be happy in their relationships. And a really big piece of that has been helping them kind of shape and establish boundaries. Hmm. And you, you wrote a book about it. I wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. Great. Did any of this come from a toxic relationship you may have been in or a very positive relationship that you're still in? Mm. I would say both. I think over the years, I too have had to learn how to navigate relationships, um, particularly in my younger years, um, just having relationship challenges and really figuring out that oh, wow, these people aren't asking too much of me. I'm saying yes too often. It's not them, it's me. Um, and really applying that principle, you know, as as I've grown and helping other people apply those sort of principles that, that people can ask and demand and do all sorts of things to us, but it is our job to really advocate for ourselves. Mm, nice. Your book. Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. Um, I've been finding my spaces, Nedra, in um, 
I've been finding myself in a lot of spaces where people are beginning to reclaim their selves and remembering who they are and just mm-hmm. ascending higher and um, finding out again, like who they really and truly are. They are, they're, they're looking within and, and finding the God in them. Um, mm-hmm. ha- has that energy, did that um, inspire uh, the writing of Set Boundaries, Find Peace? I think what, what really inspires the book is a, a lot of what you just said, like reclaiming yourself. I believe all of us have things in us that have been quieted. I think, you know, when you look at a two-year-old who so freely says, no, 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 like they have the, the boundary thing down. But over time, um, adults and, you know, just various people, it's like, don't say that, don't do this, instead of helping shape how we're advocating for ourselves, we're told not to. Mm. And so we've created a generation of adults who feel really bad for saying no, who feel really bad for saying, I can't help you or this doesn't work for me. And the reclaiming part is just getting back to that space where you understand that you can do that. And it's not a bad thing to do that. And it's actually a very healthy thing to be able to say to someone, no, I can't help you, or um, this doesn't work for me. What about this? You know, that's, that's a very healthy space to be in because it really saves our mental health. It really restores our spirit. And it's a beautiful way to practice self-care. Man, you are speaking to me because I am currently helping uh, a friend who is currently staying with me, you know, lost a lot in COVID, was staying at Airbnbs here and there. And I was helping out two other friends because they had lost things to COVID. And so um, after those two had left and then I had a little space, you know, by myself. And that's when I had my spiritual awakening and was, you know, just just that isolation time with myself. And then, you know, um, he comes needing some help and he's staying there, but it is like, man, I want to help. And I, and I am, you know, but also at the same time, Nedra, I, I want my space back. I I, Mm -hmm. I just need to be alone because sometimes I feel like my energy is being, you know, um, compromised and, you know, I'm not vibrating as high like when I'm by myself and all of that. So I'm currently dealing with what you just said right now. And I don't know (laughs) how to, it's like, I want to help you, but I also need my stuff as well. Yeah. So you, you can change your mind. And that's another big thing. Like we give people a lot of, a lot of hate for changing their mind. Like you can't quit that. It's like, yes, you can. Like you can quit the Girl Scouts. You can quit your job. You can quit. You can quit whatever you want to. You can change your mind. Now, sometimes doing, you know, some quitting has consequences. But how do we get out of something that we once thought was okay? And then we're starting to feel out of sorts or smother in these other things. It's healthy to sometimes back away and say, I know three months ago I said this was okay, but now. Um, I'm feeling like this is a little bit too much for me. I want to continue to help you, but let's think of some other ways to do that because mm. cohabitating is not it. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that. 
For clients who suffer with low self-esteem and beat themselves up a lot or feel that they've let the expectation of a parent, a school, a partner, let them down, how do you bring them up? What What are your suggestions to, to have them refocus that energy? Mm. One I would say is um, do not assume. Because sometimes we assume that we let people down because that might be how we would feel. But how we feel is not necessarily how other people may feel about a thing. And so we're not mind readers. We're not feeling um, strategists. So we don't know what someone feels. So without them telling us, wow, this disappointed me, to take it as, wow, I'm going to disappoint them, we don't know that. And so the first thing we work on is not assuming what people might be thinking, not assuming how they would respond, because that's the piece we don't know. So I love to go through like, oh, let's just some, assume some stuff. So people throw out all these wild and crazy things. And I'm like, okay, and what if they don't care, right? <laughs> we don't know. Like, they could totally be like, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. I understand that. But that's the part we don't really think about, that people could be okay with with us saying and doing some things that it it could be okay so just just try it mm-hmm. okay. you're listening to the public affairs podcast uh, talking to a licensed therapist influencer and author nedrick glover Twab. her book set boundaries find peace a guide to reclaiming yourself uh, will be available on march 16th so just a, a, a few days away can't wait to dive into it so let's talk about boundaries and setting them and you know signs that you need healthier boundaries um all of that um Mm. what are some signs that you may need healthier boundaries Mm. you spoke to one earlier i just think tuning into how you're feeling about something when you Mm. start to notice Mm. yourself being frustrated angry upset really tuning into why You know, do you feel like this person is overstepping? Do you feel like you've agreed to too much? Do you feel like they're beginning to take advantage of you? Do you feel like they don't appreciate it? Like what's going on with the feelings that you're having? Mm -hmm. That's a huge indicator where we need boundaries. Also, monitoring the way that we interact in our relationships. So there are some relationships we may have where there's just a lot of resentment. You don't want to talk to somebody. That could be an indicator that some boundaries are needed. And another really big thing is just looking at your health. How are you functioning um, health-wise? Or do you have the time that you want to have to take care of yourself? If you don't have time for yourself, then that is a boundary issue because you are the manager of your time. And so if you don't have any for yourself, what are you doing with your time? Where are your boundaries? What can you put in place to take better care of yourself? Mm-hmm. When we have a made-up mind, or we think we do, and I've been right all my life, and I'll fight to the devil. To I am right, 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 right. But I'm wrong. But my ego, my mm-hmm. pride, mm-hmm. insist mm-hmm. that I'm right. Mm-hmm. Do you have an antidote for that client? 
Mm. The person who's never wrong. Yes. Well, I think a piece of that is learning to reshape the the narrative that in order to be smart, you have to know everything. Mm. It's very wise to actually admit that you don't know everything. Exactly. <laughs> and to, and and that's to the master teacher yourself. right there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to understand that sometimes we don't get everything to correct and we have to go back and apologize. Um, anybody who knows everything knows nothing, right? Like, I know everything and, I, and I'm never wrong. It's like, oh, you're probably wrong a lot. Uh, because there has to be some room in your thinking for error. There is no 100% anything. And so, you know, you, you can't be right all the time. It's just not possible. We get things wrong and it's okay to admit that it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It actually means you're just the person, um, because we all do it. It it happened in a relationship that just really blew me away because I was, I was, I was emotionally attracted. I had put in, I had invested in this person and, and, and I like to have conversations to get to know you, what you like, what you don't like, color, day, walking apart, movie, all that good stuff. And Mm -hmm. it was just, it was amazing. I would suggest, Oh no, 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 that's, that's wrong. Here's what we, and I'm like, well, who, what is this? What's what? Why are you so combatant? So I, I said, look, do you just want to be right all the time, or do you want us to be at peace? Because mm-hmm. there is no peace for me in this turbulent, and and I may be over exaggerating because it was so emotionally draining. Just, but I, I I walked away saying, is it me? Am am I that dumb? Do I not know? And it turns out to be just as you stated. This person was extremely egotistical. They knew some things, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of bordered on the stuff that I, I had never heard before. I didn't know, and and I'm like KG. I, we love learning new things. I'm the first in the class to say, you know what? I don't know, or I didn't know that. Where'd you get that information from? So I can go read it for myself and be better the next time we get around. But it, it was just so sad that this person just had to be right. All the time, even if we were going to the same restaurant, her <laughs> way was better than my way. But we were going the same place. Mm. I'm like, what, mm. what is that? So it, I was just kind of curious because, needless to say, that relationship ended. So, but <laughs> just, yeah, I yeah. think we're we're always we're always learning something new. I meant most of us, we're, we're constantly learning, you know, we don't reach our potential until, and I wouldn't even say we reach a potential, but I don't think we're done learning until we die. And then there's no more opportunities to learn, but you're, mm-hmm. you know, things are ever evolving. And so just because you went one way, doesn't mean that this is the only way to go. Shortcuts exist um, that not everyone knows about. <laughs> and so, exactly. You know, it's it's interesting when someone takes on the the identity of I know everything, mm. not possible. And her way was twenty minutes longer than mine to end that story. Oh, see, so, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> not, not that I'm still carrying anything from it. So, Nedra, so this this segues right into um, what I want you to touch on now, like the the roles of boundaries in maintaining, you know, your mental health, because I'm sure that mm. dealing with a person like that can kind of drive you mad like 
you're not right all the time. Like, come Mm -hmm. on. So, yeah, can you just um, speak on speak on that? In that sort of situation, I think a beautiful boundary to have would be to not argue with a person. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes in our attempts to educate people, we disturb our peace by arguing with somebody who we can't convince. And so you can save yourself a lot of energy with an okay, right? Uh, But sometimes I think we think our job is to change this other person's mind. And a self-boundary could be not trying to change people's minds when they're convinced of something. Mm -hmm. So boundaries can be for you and it can be for the other person. And sometimes with, with difficult people, we like to place all the boundaries on them. They need to change. They need to do better. But sometimes it's us needing to interact with them less. Mm-hmm. Us needing to maybe leave the relationship, us not talking about certain topics that we know will get really heated. It's, you know, it's a lot of placing boundaries where you can because we can't change people. Yeah. And and, and I think that with that and when you do set boundaries, you have this, or at least for me, had this I don't like using the word fear, but, you know, you you just have these thoughts of, okay, do they think I'm being rude because I, you know, set this boundary or, you know, am am I not approachable or, you know, what, what, whatever, you know, it may be. So those thought patterns, they kind of stop us from setting up boundaries sometimes, no? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, there is a real fear that maybe what we're saying will have someone perceive us as a mean person or a jerk or that sort of thing. And that could be true, but I would wonder what their boundaries are. Well, like, do we see them that way when they place boundaries? Because most people have boundaries, you know, like, hey, I need this assignment by this time. This is what time we're meeting. Like, they're telling you all these things. Mm-hmm. Do we look at them and say, oh, my gosh, this person is such a butthole for wanting me to be here at five? Or do we just do it? Most of the time we just do it. And so if you're concerned about how people will perceive your boundaries, the best thing to do is, one, remember that everybody has them. Two, try your best to be direct and keep it simple. And three, know that you can't control how people perceive a boundary, but you can control actually setting the boundary. Hmm. Would you repeat that again? (laughs) I don't know what I said. No. (laughs) You can't you can't control how people perceive the boundary, but you can control setting the boundary. Yeah, yeah, mm. excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you should see his face, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nedra. You should see his face. He is <laughs> well. It, it it that gives me confirmation on something that I did, be it eons ago, and there's just been this space of peace over the mm. over these last twenty plus years. And I've not spoken with mm. a counselor or a therapist about any of this, but uh, the, 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 the me talks that I have with him, him, I, me, Larry, every other day just confirms what you said about that, that boundary. Yeah. I, I, I'm no longer worried anymore, concerned because this is who I am. This is what makes me feel good. And we can't be in this relationship. And and I moved on, but I, I just I was so happy to hear what you said. I'm like, okay, 
we we've crossed mm. that hurdle mm. on to new and better things. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Man, Nedra, we want to thank you for your wow. time. It like, flew by. It, it did fly by. Like that's a fast twenty. Uh her book, her <laughs> new book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself, is available this Tuesday. Tuesday, March sixteenth. So uh get it, read it. You got an audio book, you know we're in the audio age. Everybody is listening to things yes, now. Yes, it'll be out on audio Tuesday as well. And and, and you read